All right, we are live. It's the Podcasting Dad talking about episode four of The Last of Us. I'm Justin, and welcome to the channel. Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. Helps a growing channel to get all its vitamins and nutrients so that we can grow. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me it's is the one only Seth, a.k.a. the Appalachian American. And then we've got Maddie Dubs down Woo! at the bottom. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Uh, like we're live, but I'm, I, I'm dead inside this weekend. It's, it's Dude, been a very enduring weekend. That was one of the walking, that was one of the podcasting dead slogans. Me and JP came up for the t-shirt that oh. says the walking dead dead alive online, but dead inside. <laughs> or something oh, dang. Like nice. Oh, but yeah, I was about 20 minutes late to the episode, which I set this podcast to start at uh, 1035 because I saw that the episode runtime was supposed to be like a minute, an hour and 30 minutes, and then it turned out to be less than an hour. So um, here we are. So gentlemen, as we get into it, what did you think of the episode? Uh, it was okay. I had to put my phone away because I got bored and wanted to scroll. Mm, that is the struggle sometimes. I found so myself I had, doing that the last two seasons of The Walking Dead. I had to like put it away and like focus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that, which I woke up from a nap. So I didn't know if it was just being tired from the nap or the episode, but I'm guessing now it was just the episode. I thought, you know, realistically, it was a good episode, but at the same time, it's probably my least favorite that we've seen so far. That, yep, I agree. Matt, what were your thoughts? Uh, same, like I just it just wasn't as as good as the uh, prior three episodes. It was a lot of good stuff, and I, know, I don't was... know, like I don't know the callbacks to the game like you guys do, so I don't know if like there was any any good like notable callbacks. If you guys want to mention them. It was, it was, it was a couple. Ellie shooting the guy in the game it was a little different. I think that was supposed to be the, like the scene in the game where Joel's underwater and the dudes like strangle him. And then, you know, Ellie shoots the guy, which it wasn't quite as impactful in the show because in the game, she shoots the guy and she's like, oh my God, I shot the hell out of that guy. And then she starts kind of getting sick and Joel fusses at her. Cause in the game, I feel like in the show, they're moving it along a little bit further with their, uh, their growth whereas in the game like he fussed at her and scolded her and was like you should have just hung back like i told you or something like that whereas in this one they seem to be getting along pretty good but um so that was a shout out to the game and then what was it there was another part that was a shout out to the game oh the guy pretending to be hurt when joel's like he i was i they didn't say the line that i was looking for though where joel's like he ain't even hurt and then they gun it but um yeah, why would you run yeah. towards the guy? What do you mean? Well, if I saw like somebody, you know, in the street, I don't think I would go that way. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, you got a moving vehicle, I guess, is which is you're right, because you know, he, he speaks on it as if he's been in that situation before and done that, and then like run straight to him and they've got like a whole platoon waiting for him Spike to shoot strips. at him. But I like it. I like in this, we're getting the hints that Joel's not the squeaky clean good guy in the sense where she's like, have you killed innocent people? And Joel's just like, we need to keep moving. Like, we know Joel's done some messed up stuff, which is good. We should be getting that because Joel isn't the innocent, clean hero that you typically get in these stories. 
Um, I bet he never returned his shopping cart to the corral. <laughs> you think Joel <laughs> seems like the kind of lazy guy that's oh, like, yeah. somebody else will get it? <laughs> I don't think uh, so. I think he would be, Joel would be thoughtful. I'm with Seth. I think I think Joe would be the kind to be like, let me return this here shopping cart. Listen, Ellie, I've done some messed up things in my day. <laughs> I've left a shopping cart here or there. <laughs> but we would did you... hear them mentioning Henry and Sam, and when we <sighs> see them at the end of the episode, um, what is what is that girl from? What is she? Oh, I, know she's I had to look lot, it up. I found it. I know I've seen guess? her. Who is it? You want to take a guess? I found it. I have no I idea. Hilarious. No, I know that she was in Sweet Home Alabama. Um, she was in Two and a Half Men. She was the annoying that's neighbor. What, that's the one that was obsessed with Charlie Sheen, right? Well, that, Rose. Yep, that's where it was. That's where it was. My fiance was like, she's the one that gave birth in the bar on uh, Sweet Home Alabama and this and that. It's like That's not where I know her from. So she was the one obsessed with Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Her name's Melanie Linsky. And uh, so what was bulging from the floor? Is that supposed to be a bloater? I think so. Um, the, the building that they were in, if you looked at the color scheme, um, it was the, uh, uh, like the, the hotel. Mm. Remember the hotel, like when they go in through, I think they showed clips of it. They they've got this kind of out of order because remember when they were walking through the uh the like the hotel lobby in like episode two with Tess, mm-hmm. that didn't happen until later. Like that was in Pittsburgh, right? But now it's in Kansas City, which is odd. But hey, whatever. Yeah, just moving stuff around. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I saw the floor bulging, and I was like, all right, that's got to be a bloater trying to come through. We got to see a bloater. Matt's never seen a bloater. In the, in my comments oh. that I wrote down, I was a little bummed that they took out Pittsburgh because I thought they were going to just skip over the Henry and Sam like storyline subplot. Mm-hmm. But then as I, as I went through, I was like, oh, okay, so I guess we're getting it. But like now Henry's like a fugitive. Yeah. So don't like supposing, but are are they baddies or goodies? Sam and Henry? Yeah. Oh, we don't want to spoil it for you. What do you think they are? Mm, I like to believe they're goodies and they're going to live happily ever after after this episode. I like to think they're fairly good people. They might have left a shopping cart or two back in their day. <laughs> They've learned yeah. from their ways, though. <laughs> That's going to be my standard question. Remember in The Walking Dead, Rick had his three questions he'd ask people before they joined. Mine's going to be like, how many people have you killed? Have you how ever left shopping a shopping cart. cart in a parking lot? <laughs> the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jay Scarf says, I didn't like that girl. I thought she should have shown more emotion when she saw those two guys dead. I just didn't understand her in general. I, How hard would that be to shoot the doctor that delivered you? <laughs> like and with The way she just walked back to the container and was like, open it, and then shot him. I was like, dang, that guy like gave you life. Yeah, like she at least had some like sort of badass thing to say. Like, I know you brought me into this world, but I'm here to take you out of it. <laughs> would that not be badass 
That would have been a great line. I know you brought me into this world, but I'm here to take you out of it. No! <laughs> no! This was not supposed to go like this. <laughs> yeah, I uh, like I said, I did not like the episode. I mean, it was good, but with that said, you know, it was short. I didn't feel yeah, like... short, it, not... I didn't feel like too much happened. Uh, you know, not bad, but probably not my favorite that we've had so far. Um... Which after last week's love story, <laughs> it's a little I hard to little follow up. On, I guess. Um, I, Seth as a as a player of the game, isn't it cool to see Ellie with a Beretta, which is like what she carried in the game, or primary, you know, really hardcore in the second one. But I'm guessing she's using a cheetah in this one, not like your standard '92. It's like a a compact size. I enjoyed seeing her and I was watching her hands while she was holding it. And I was thinking like, this is probably how a untrained individual would handle a gun. Mm -hmm. But I will say she had pretty good trigger discipline from what Mm. I saw. She kept her, her finger off the thing until Joel had to correct her. It's like when she was in that bathroom messing with it, like pointing it at the mirror and stuff. She she kept her finger off the trigger, and I was I was pretty impressed with that. Well, it's like I told my fiance when Joel was telling her, like you're left, like would like good kudos because a lot of times in shows they do not hold guns accurately or that they, they do not instruct accurately. So telling her to use that left hand to to grip down on the right hand because when you when you shoot a pistol, actually most of the control comes from your non-dominant hand. This hand is responsible for locking it in. A lot of people try to squeeze this one, but actually this is the hand that does most of the controlling. So I, I thought that I was you know as someone who shoots a lot, I thought that I was I was pretty impressed with that. And then the way you grab the gun, like when you got a good grip on it, they'll do that in those. If you ever take any of those like uh, tactical classes, they'll do that. You'll lock it in and they'll come around and grab it and see how much it wiggles up and down when you have it. And if it wiggles, then you don't have a good grip. So I was pretty impressed with the accuracy on that. And she will be impressed in her on her accuracy with her new grip. Let's see. I feel like her character could have been way better. It's still time. If you're ta- Are you talking about the... Two and a half men, girl. Kathleen. Kathleen. I feel like it could good. I feel like it could get better. I don't. I couldn't help but get like uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Um, what's her flared nostril name? What's that girl? Virginia. Oh, he's in, yeah, he's in the, the boys too. Yeah, I couldn't help but get Virginia vibes, which I was not a fan of her character on that no, show at all. God no. Like, did not understand the point of her whatsoever, like why they existed. But I was kind of getting Virginia vibes, and I hope they don't go that route. But uh, Matt, what did you always got to ask you since there's a fourth person who's not on the podcast? What'd your wife think of the episode? Um, with her grandpa, I don't think she was all that invested in it tonight. That's that's a whole nother story. Yeah. I don't think she can enjoy it with, with, with all that stuff going on. Well, y'all have been at Duke all day, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I understand. I'm sure I wouldn't be into it either. David One Buzz says hello. I Buzz. thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was a, a very good episode. <laughs> However, it's the best zombie show without any zombies. You know, right. that's pretty impressive. I, there was I, no infected. 
I watched a review, like a spoiler-free review of season one before it started. One of those channels, I guess, that's lucky enough that the HBO let them watch it beforehand. And they said they gave it like a nine point. They gave the whole season a nine point five out of ten. They said their biggest complaint was the lack of infected. That it's a zombie show where without many zombies. So I think that's probably going to be an ongoing thing. We we need more infected. Which we got them. I guess that French kiss with Tess was a little bit. Uh, that was reeled a, back a little bit. They were like, we just watched a, a zombie make out with a human. We're going to back off on the infected. Oh, man. But yeah. Um, uh, which ha- I, I, one thing I will say that I did like, though, and Seth, you've probably seen this in the game, like when you injure an enemy and they'll start like talking to you, like, you know, to begging you not to kill them. That was something I noticed in the second one, like uh, the last was part two, the second one. Part and two. I noticed that with uh, this guy, Brian, um you know that that reminded me a lot of the game of how he was begging for his life and and the negotiating and yada 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 so i thought that was pretty cool i'm still impressed with you know how much they tried to pull off the game even like we've talked about it before but when he like boosted her up to get through the door to unlock it for him that felt very last of us gameish so i i do appreciate the attention to detail that they put into the show I don't think they do a good job on that. What did you, how did you feel about them camping out? Like, oh, I get my you, wife did ask that, like, why did they sleep in the, in the truck? Like, so they'd like be enclosed. I don't know. It's more comfortable on the ground. I don't know. Um, if, I mean, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you guys, but if I had to give it one, one thing, maybe, you know, Joel's tall, maybe it was yeah, so he could stretch out yeah. and get, I mean, I've right. slept. I've slept in a truck before, and and it's Matt's, miserable. Matt's been in my truck. My truck is humongous. The inside of mine is half the size of my house. <laughs> but it's <even laughs> pretty much it. That's just the middle seat. <laughs> but even still, it's not comfortable to sleep in it. So if I have to give it any kind of, you know, um, and well, I mean, thought, they have a they have a truck bed. You could have slept back there. I, my my point take all was, their shit off the bed though. There was no, um preparation for like like it like towards the end he was dropping the glass to try to make a some kind of uh something to alert them there was no setting up a perimeter like at least in the walking dead they set up the the cans and the the string around the perimeter yep so there was yep. nothing to like alert anyone I've even done. I've. What's bad is I've even. I've even done the string and can trip uh, trick, like camping myself when there aren't zombies in the real world, just in case any coyotes or anything come close to camp, just to alert you. So no, I agree. Like in in the world of the, the Last of Us, I would not be sleeping out on the open ground without something to give me some kind of warning, like hey, something's coming. Which is funny because The Walking Dead, you can set your perimeter up close to camp because the zombies are so freaking slow. That yeah. You hear, yeah. 20 yards away, you're like, okay, we oh. have 10 minutes to kill yeah. this walker. Yeah. That's God, like, you would need news for like 10 more minutes. <laughs> to put it like 100 yards out in The Last of Us world. Yeah. And I did like that he was very uh, cautious about starting a fire because it would attract like raiders and yep. people. Yep. 
Jay Scarf says probably not enough space in the truck. Very hey, risky man, sleeping S10s, outside, though. S10s, man, they 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 they, they got a little, little bit of room. <laughs> I've slept in an S10 before. You never have as much room as you do when you're in a Ford F-150. Well, probably <laughs> my not. F-150, man, it's on Matt's road in the back. We've had four grown men in the back of my truck, back seat, very comfortable. Like, it's ridiculous how much room I have in the, be- the back the back seat of my truck. Yeah, and we all felt comfortably. Jay Scarf, they probably trying to get time. They, here's another comment, though. He says, very risky, even though there's no zombies in this show. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently that's a common complaint with this show is n- not enough zombies. Well, I-, I mean, from a from a from a standpoint of production, it costs a lot for that makeup. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, The Walking Dead got to the point where you could tell some of the zombies were just masks with like a little bit of touch-up makeup just to be seen for like a second or two. You're right. I mean, The Last of Us zombies are very detailed in the makeup department. So, yeah, that's a good point. We want Tommy. We want Tommy. I do, too. I think you're going to get a lot more Tommy. Uh-oh, what happened to Matt? He's uh, too far. Probably his internet crashed. He's too far from his router, man. Like his probably. router's on the complete opposite end of the house. He needs a hardwire or cut his camera feed. Oh, he'll he be back. Mike Myers says hello. Look, Matt might be back. Oh, wait, there he is. He's dropped out for a second. <laughs> it's because your router's on the other side of the house. Your computer's like, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding on as tight as I can. <laughs> I think it did just have a momentary, like, completely drop out. You know, uh, mine, so I have to reset my router, like, once a week. I mean, Xfinity's got great internet, but it does drop out. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm with uh, Jay Scarf. I do want some Tommy, primarily because of all the characters. He is, he sounds the most like his video game counterpart. Well, if you like the video game counterpart, you saw him tonight. Ooh, do tell. Who was he? Kathleen's long-haired buddy with the gray hair. Yep, and the the one that saw the ground moving up. That was Jeffrey Pierce. That's the guy that He's voiced the Tommy voice in the actor, game? the voice actor and performance capture artist for Joel's brother Tommy. That is well, so cool. Yep. That is so cool. That's awesome. I had never looked up who he was. I know that Troy Baker is going to be in this season somewhere i think he's going to be one of the cannibals i think but um that's cool yep that's really so that that guy voices tommy yep that's so awesome screen rant which they're pretty reliable i love it i love i love the cameos from the voice actors i i love it i love the attention to detail in this show and even though i'm sitting here saying this episode's probably my least favorite with that said i mean it's still from one to four been a solid show i i appreciate the uh, attention to detail. a buddy of mine was down from um halfway to you seth he lives halfway between you and i and he come down today and was talking he's a huge fan of the games and he was talking about how much he likes the show because like he said he was watching these well every episode he'll watch it and they'll get in some dialogue and he's like that's straight from the game and then like they'll say another line and he's like they lifted this right off the game oh yeah the uh the back the conversation in the truck with the with the with the magazine 
Yeah. <laughs> Why? How does he walk around with it? What does she say? He's like, I want to see what all the fuss is about. We were talking what about that. What did she say about Yeah. And she was like, Why are the pages all stuck that, together? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good, man. I just, uh, it, it is interesting to consider that season two, they're saying, is going to be lifted from the second game, which is, I, I don't know. I maybe maybe I'll feel differently by the end of the season, but I feel like honestly, you should have at least given it like two seasons before you moved on to the second game with your storytelling. I feel, but I, I don't know. We'll wait and see at the end of the season how I feel about it. Yeah. OMG, the magazine scene. Michael Myers says hello. Hello, Michael Myers. Hello. Hello. But uh, yeah, let us know in the comments what's your thoughts on the episode. Did you like it? Did you hate it? What did you like about it? What did you not like about it? Like I said, I thought it was good. It's just probably my least favorite of the four we've gotten so far. I, I think I like this one more than I like last week's. Well, I no, last week's was great. <laughs> yeah. Last week saved lives, okay? Saved lives? Yeah, it's it's touted as being life-changing and li- life-saving. It saved lives to see that romance. It did. I don't know that I would say it saved lives. I would say that it was a good episode, and I really it saved enjoyed my it. marriage. It was it, it was, was stunning de- and brave. I thought it was very depressing, <laughs> but dude, I'm 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 sad that I might not be on here next week. Oh wait a minute! So next week we get the episode on Friday night. Dang, man, Seth's going to be out of town. Matt's going to be busy having a a, baby. I will just bump it to next week. He's he's giving birth. Matt is is having a baby. Yeah, currently he's pregnant. We're pregnant. We do boys and beer every Friday, and we have something we could watch this Friday, Matt, and you're going to be unavailable. I might be able to swing out of here for a minute while they're sleeping. <laughs> oh, dude, it. no. You're, Don't do that. Don't you're do that. Wife, you're going to go to leave, and your wife's going to be like, where the f- do you think you're going? <laughs> like, it'll be like it'll be like Justin's demon voice. Yeah, like <laughs> Matt's going to be tiptoeing out the house, right. and his wife's just going to be like, where the f- do you think you're going, Matt? <laughs> Get your ass back here. Baby's going to be like, that's like, hey, Siri, help. Look, well, the first Friday, it's like we could do a Friday night live stream and actually go to bed at a good time on Sunday. And it's not, uh, not the not stars happy. have aligned, but they have let me down. Are those guys confirmed dead? What guys are you talking about? Probably Frank and Bill. Ron yeah. Swanson and his man. Yeah, like they're gone. I well, I mean, well, did we see it? Did we confirm? We it? don't. We never see it. And you know, anything you see off camera or anything you don't see off camera, did it really happen? I yes. agree. But even if they were alive at this point, I don't feel like they'd be any use to the story because they're both like a hundred hey, years old. Apparently, oh, yeah. they're all aged. <laughs> apparently, they, they aged, aged up yeah. more in twenty years than most people do in a hundred. <laughs> We didn't see the bodies of yeah, I mean you're right. That's true. Maybe Joel will get in a pickle and it'll be like I got you, Joel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll come rolling in in a wheelchair. Come on, Bill. <laughs> it's part what's a Frank's like, I got you, Bill. <laughs> like hate each other and just gripe the whole time. They, they see me rolling. He comes in sideways <laughs> on the wheelchair with a shotgun. Most of them in rascals. 
I haven't seen that show that uh, Frank was on, The White Lotus. Have y'all seen that? Uh-uh. No. They talk about it like it was really good, but I just, I've never even heard of it until the behind-the-scenes stuff. If you haven't had a chance, I don't really like, I don't really care much for Jimmy Kimmel, but if you have a chance, you should definitely look up uh, um, Nick Offerman's interview with uh, Jimmy Kimmel this week. It was, I think, this past Wednesday. Uh, talking about the episode that was actually really enjoyable nick offerman said the last video game he played was banjo kazooie <laughs> which was an awesome game I've, I've i've given many many hours of my life to that game but he said that he had locked himself in a basement and played it for like two weeks straight and then when he finally beat it he was like i can never do this again i wouldn't want to what play banjo kazooie don't talk bad about Banjo Kazooie, Seth. Like you can game. hate on everything else I love. Do not destroy Banjo Kazooie. Uh, I just, I feel yeah. like at this point in our relationship, Seth is like, Justin likes that. Mm, hate yep. activated. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could just be like, you know what? I really like water. It is good for me. And Seth's going to be like, I hate water. Oh. Yeah. Banjo Kazooie is awesome. If you disagree, in my product placement mug. Get yours Not now. brought to you by Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> yeah, but brought to you by the men's room. Banjo-Kazooie had more followers. Probably. <laughs> but I'm trying. Do not. I, I, you, you did, I'm do. really, I know this is the last of us podcast, but you really hated Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah, I mean, it just, I don't know. I don't really like side-scroller games. And I just I don't like mean side scrollers. It was 3D. It was only well, yeah, it, like 64. It was just like Mario 64. Same concept. Open world. Like you were banned. I only played I only played one time and I didn't like it. Well, it was wasn't a side scroller. It was a 3D. Like you uh, it wasn't a... it wasn't 3D when I played it. Mm, I don't know. Don't know. I played it for all the five minutes. Said so I don't like it. I'm very confused because it was on the N64 and that was the first one. So I don't know what side no. scroller you played. You know, no, not Banjo Kazooie. I'm thinking about Crash Bandicoot. Never mind. It's PlayStation. Oh, so you just jumped to hate something that you never played? I did. Well, I got the names confused. My not bad. the first time. <laughs> when did I get them confused before? I said no. That's not what I'm saying. I said. uh Hating something you haven't played. That's not the first time. Well, I hate something that I've watched and, and absorbed all 30 hours of content. Yeah, sure. 30 hours. It only took me 20 hours to beat that game. Well, I've got 30 hours worth of The Last of Us 2 footage that I didn't like. Mm. That I sat through and watched. So hated Banjo-Kazooie. So you need to... Okay, so do you have you ever played Banjo-Kazooie? No. Okay, well go watch 30 hours of that being played and then next week tell us what you think about it. <laughs> Do I have to? Yes. Actually, I'm be really bored. I'm be really bored. Oh, not not bored. I'm be really busy mm. because I'm gone. Yeah, no kidding. How do you hate Crash? Like my fiance does not play video games, and that's the one video game she loves is Crash Bandicoot. For her birthday, I bought her. Well, no, one birthday I bought her the uh, Ultimate Collection with all three, and then I bought her the fourth one they put out. Um. Not long after that, I just don't, I've never liked him. I don't like uh, I didn't like Spyro. 
My wife loves Spyro. We I didn't really on, like, care much for Spyro the Dragon either. Switch. But I just, I don't know. I've never really cared much for them early games. If it ain't like a, a quest or like RPG kind of kind of deal, turn pace, oh, I really didn't care. Or I'm like by, Grand Theft Auto. I'm by myself in that. I hate RPGs. I hate oh, okay. them. Like, honestly, the new God of War video game, honestly, I, I'm waiting to start liking it. I'm like five or six hours in and thus far i give it like a solid five out of ten i'm not enjoying it because it's too rpg like oh i want to play it um you ain't missing out on much story's well, good i might like it when you are fighting it's really fun but then what is it matt i spend like you spend an here, obscene amount of time on the just like, trying to figure out where you're what the hell they go. want you to do like you must no, throw the axe in the water. No. <laughs> I'm throwing it in the You'll water. You'll have a whole, whole ocean and creeks and stuff full of water. And it's like, I think Bro. you can freeze the water. Okay, which, which one? water? <laughs> Let's see. Siren, Sor Siren Soros. Does any of you guys check out the Dead Space remake? Probably the best remake since the RE1 remake pretty much makes the original obsolete no but i that is on my list of stuff that i've the played only, all the dead spaces up to this point the only one the only that i've seen of it is a, a channel called mauler he's been playing it like crazy yeah i enjoy dead space lego batman that was a fun movie <laughs> Not sure how that relates to tonight's episode but hey you want to like want to get nuts let's get nuts Oh, Zach Galifianakis Peter. is the Joker. Good times. Yes, dude. That's so funny. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I guess that is about the about covers the episode. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I can't think of much. I got nothing uh, I mean, I'm sure really. there is, but not as much to talk about this we episode. Learned, yeah. We learned that Joel doesn't return his shopping carts. I think no, big, Joel does. Yeah, wow. I'm with Seth. I think I think Joel is the type of guy that, that in the previous time took his shopping cart back. Now, post-apocalyptic Joel, I don't think gives a damn about no. your shopping cart, but pre-apocalypse, he seemed like a southern gentleman. Consider it, yeah. I'll give but, him that. But um, let's uh, let's rate the episode on a scale of one to five, starting with Seth. Um. Well, let's see. I'm thinking about a three. Mm, that's not bad. Not bad, Matt. What you think? Not a tree for me. Not last week was get... a solid five. Last week was a five. This week was a three. It was it was good. Wasn't great. A few funny parts. I'm gonna give it a tree fifty. Tree fifty. <laughs> can I? Can no. I ask? No. Why didn't he just drive up the grassy bank right there when he was like stuck with the traffic jam? That's what I thought he was going to do. And he was like, something, something will be around it in a minute. I thought I would just, you're in a truck. I would just go up and around. Yeah. He could have went right up the grassy like area. Cause they, they did, they gave you a wide, nice wide shot. Yeah. And then you could see like a little bit of a chain link fence, but I mean, that ain't slowing down a truck. We've seen that that S10 can go through chain link fences with, uh, with Bill. So there's no yeah. excuse. Jay Scarf gives it a four. So you give it a three. You give it a three. I give it a tree yeah. fitty. Not bad. Three, 3.5 out of five. Ain't bad. I enjoyed it. Um, I you think the biggest lives. takeaway of this episode is the introduction of Sam and um, Henry. Um, Henry. And I also think that, uh, you know, we're starting to see Ellie and Sam, um, Joel grow closer. 
I think that was kind of the biggest takeaway from this episode. They're starting to get closer because in one in the same episode, he tells her your cargo and that's it. But they're starting to get along better. So definitely. I know seeing... you brought me in this world, Doc, but I'm taking you out. <laughs> Matt, do me a favor. Say that in your, your give me your most bad A. Like, go for it. I know you brought me in this world, Doc. But I'm here to take you out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, Matt, well, when will Pope show up? God, I, I don't know, but it'll be like the next coming of Jesus. <laughs> oh. oh. What if that dude shows yeah. up as a as a villain in the, the last time? <laughs> <laughs> like, hallelujah, he finally got a good part. But his name is Hope. I believe if Pope rolled up, I'd just... I don't know. I believe I'd just be like, don't care. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think that's going to wrap it up. Let's see. Now, now people are commenting as we're getting ready to wrap the podcast up. That was Pope they know coming that Pope up from will the bring ground. Right back in. <laughs> Some men we'll, cannot contain Pope's we'll fury. We'll stay for Super Chats. He has, uh, yeah, he has his firecracker launcher. Yeah, somebody send us a Super Chat, like $1. I'll sell myself for a dollar. You know, whatever. Is the super chat button even available? Yep. Let's see. I think I have the stream up. Yep. 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 It's available. People just aren't sending us super chat. <laughs> I mean, there's... The Walking Dead made us way more money than this show has. Well, I will say, I feel like the, the HBO is going into damage control. Not necessarily that it's damaged, but it just doesn't seem like a lot of talk going on about the last of us i mean the screen rants the uh ign's all the shills it might just be because i like the show or i i I look up stuff but every time i get on like google or yahoo it's like the first thing that pops up is someone like they were saying that what was it i was reading yesterday that the viewership keeps going up higher than like any show ever as far as like the way the viewership is going up per episode is is like right but in the in the in the small print you see it's like the highest viewed show on a sunday it's in february at nine (laughs) kind of deal by people wearing blue pants right exactly (laughs) i mean it's it's so like they've got a they've we we locked that demographic down (laughs) exactly actually i'm in gray but whatever uh I mean, all the all, great like, too. all the articles that I've seen. Up. Uh, a gentleman never shares his pants color. <laughs> but that's uh, wearing like, blue. I actually wear my black scrub pants today. All the articles I've seen, I've even shared some with Justin, and I was just like, dude, for for God's sakes, like it's it's just so they're they're in such damage control over episode three with all the romance stuff i i I personally love that episode i mean that's it i'm not i don't think it was a bad written episode marriage i just think like the the promoting and the after of that was just so like hand-fisted i'll agree with you that it's it's definitely being overhyped like solid episode i give it a four and a half five it's a very well written well acted great episode but with that said it's nothing that's not been done before. It's a love story that ends tragically. Like right. that, 
that's been done many, many Romeo times. Romeo and Juliet. I mean, that's, every I've show has a Romeo and Juliet. Ever done right. That. Like, I, I do agree that they are. It's one thing to be like, that was a good episode, like very good episode. It, but the way they're overhyping it on everything and acting like it's just the most, it's the best thing that's ever been put to film. It's like, all right, and ain't going a little bit far. Like, <laughs> I liked it. I enjoyed did it. You, did you see what I It was I the best thing that ever did. came to film on a Sunday night for people wearing blue pants at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> now learned, I agree. <laughs> I, took, I took statistics in college and it was so funny because the teacher who taught statistics started the class out by telling you how full of bull crap statistics were. He was like, even though I teach statistics, I hate them. <laughs> They're so bull crap. He was like, let me ask you something. You two, how many, how many, which one, how many, which one of you two, do you like chocolate chip cookies? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, a hundred percent of people polled love chocolate chip cookies. Notice how I left out the other 30 of you in the classroom. It's like, why are you teaching statistics? Significance. I Uh, saw the funniest like thing in a comment section. I just sent it to you guys, but. I mean, it was something I found just randomly, and I I laughed so hard at like the com- the way the conversation went. Oh, I like that too. Yeah, you soft, <laughs> you soft as Charmin. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And then I bet you. <laughs> yeah, but the com- the main comment was when they started to get into the episode, he was worried it was going to make somebody angry, and he was glad to see. That it was pretty like the way it was, and then he said, uh, "He said I cried, and my girlfriend cried, and then we spent the rest of the night just being thankful for each other." <laughs> and it's like, yeah, who types that? Hold me. And I mean, to to not just this show, but I remember when The Walking Dead season seven premiere came out, and they were asking Norman Reedus or Ross Marquand, one of them, like what is your advice? And they were like, just watch it and hold someone you love. And I just remember being like, bro, it's a show. <laughs> like it's a show. It's a fictional piece of work. I'm not. So yeah, anytime they do that in the show, I'm like, if you, ugh. but you know, a buddy of mine was down today and he told me he liked the episode. He thought it was a good solid episode. He gave it a 10 out of 10 said he enjoyed it. He said, but his problem is just that, if that was like an independent film or if it was like kind of a sidebar, kind of like you guys said last week, his biggest deal was like, it, it took away from the bigger story too long. Like you're just kind of like, where Joel and Ellie? Like what? Yeah. What's, what's this have to do with anything? It's just, I just don't think it was necessary. It could have been a, a flashback, but I think I, it, I would have rather have seen, Bill interacting with Ellie more than I would have rather seen Bill interacting with Frank. And if you play the games, you know why he's saying that. Because if you play the games, Joel, I mean, uh, Ellie and and Bill's interactions are so awesome. Like you get to see, like I love when he because a man interact with a woman and not another man. Well, (laughs) Well, I like the way he handcuffs her to the pole and then she breaks the pole and starts beating him with it. And he's like, "I broke my damn shooting arm." (laughs) Like. (laughs) No, I, I can agree. I, that, I that bill from the game, I would have expected to find nudie mags. But the yeah. bill on the show is very, I feel is very out of character for him to have nudie mags. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, he is a little too sophisticated in this one to have had nudie mags. I'm fine with episode three as long as they don't rush the rest of the show. 
Episode three was literally a romance film. They couldn't get greenlit right, for wide release it. that they repurposed for the last of the episode and was clearly award show bait. Well, they've been talking about it too, about Nick Offerman and uh, the other guy getting like Emmy nominations and stuff for it. But I, I liked it. I thought it was a solid, solid, solid production. It just, like I said, it just kind of, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I really don't have any problem with it, but I, I'm like Seth. It's not that I have a problem with the romance. It's not that I have a problem with guy on guy romance. It's the fact that I would have liked to have gotten the Ellie Bill interaction, them going through town trying to find a car battery and, and all of that would have been cool. Yeah. And then and, uh, him telling, what does he tell her in the game? He's like, the whole damn town's booby trapped. Y'all want to stay on my ass. And then Ellie's like, you can't miss it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, I missed that. I, I wish we could have gotten that. That's my biggest beef. Yeah. Is, is, is that. And the game, Frank's death was way more tragic in the sense of he died hating Bill. Like, left Bill a note basically telling him, like, imagine somebody you love leaving, they kill themselves or sorry they unalive themselves sorry youtube and you find a note with that person basically telling you to go f yourself it's like Ugh. but um still really enjoying the show though what do y'all give the show thus far on a scale of one to five what would you give the show seth or three and a half out of five that's not bad matt would you say or I'm going to give it a four and a half just because while I'm not saying it's perfect by any means, I love, because you got to remember, I was a big Resident Evil fan, huge Resident Evil fan. And when they brought out those abomination of movies, it was just a spit in the face to everything Resident Evil. So when I go and start watching a show where they paid very much attention to the game and try to give constant little nods to the game, even That's if the story is not a hundred percent, it gets them a lot of grace in my, my point of view, because I'm just not used to seeing like, look at the Mario movie. We got as kids. Remember that super Mario bros. Movie of all time. <laughs> like Matt, shut up. <laughs> shut up. You know, that movie was just absolute donkey ass. Like it was just a terrible movie. So to get a video game adaptation that's as faithful to the game as this show's been, it, it gets a pretty high praise in my book. But with that said, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon since you cheap bastards ain't giving super chats no more. Um, <laughs> I, feel, I feel the when you no, start a Pope comeback fund. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon. Also, I, I wish my camera could. Y'all can't see that. See, I wish I could share my camera to the screen because uh, on Saturday, JP Slim himself visited my home and i wish i could show you my security camera footage of jp creeping around my house he almost got <laughs> shot <laughs> but nice. i mean he was he was in full cowboy get up too. cowboy oh, yeah. hat cowboy boots skinny the jeans. old cowboy sheriff was coming to get justin i mean he he was uh i wish i could share that with you maybe i'll try to figure out how to get it on my computer and show you next week but send it um, to your send it yeah, to your you, facebook what if you, messenger uh, screen yeah uh, if you do a screen capture of it then send it to the messenger it yeah. might work, but uh, we do still talk to JP over on Patreon. We had a Patreon cast with him uh, just on Friday, so don't forget to look up uh, patreon.com uh, slash the podcasting dead. Click that link right there in the in chat. Where is it at right here? <clears throat> so you can boom. 
for more of the podcasting dad i'm trying to see Ooh, i can download that video Ooh. yeah because i mean like oh it's downloading fast too Ooh, how about that hey if anybody's interested in uh meeting ross marquand he will be at big lick comic-con in northern virginia april 15th and 16th uh 2023 at the dulles expo center i would love to meet ross marquand i had an opportunity and i missed it let's see so i just sent that to our facebook group let's see if i can pull it up and play it on my computer real quick and then we'll sign off with the video of jp creeping around my uh my porch here and if you're in the roanoke area uh big lit comic con is this weekend uh the uh, february 11th and 12th at the the Berglund center in roanoke and you can meet Kari payton i would also love to meet Kari payton I, if I was going to be in town, I would definitely have him, uh, record a promo for the podcasting dead. Here we go. Now imagine you're sitting in your basement and you're playing the, the last of us two and doing laundry and you get a notification that motion's been detected on your carport. You click the video and this is what you see. Oh yeah, dude. That's funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Rip from Yellowstone is coming, he's coming, to, the to, the uh, he's coming to take you to the train station. <laughs> he's coming to brand me. I mean, like, so JP got here. He had told me like a day before he was like, I might be in your, your town on Saturday. And I was like, well, stop by if you are. And when he pulled up, he, he saw both my vehicles were there, but my fiance's wasn't. And he had knocked on the door. So he was just creeping around the house to see where I was. But. Needless to say, I thought a cowpoke was coming after me. <laughs> but, yep. So, make sure to subscribe to the channel if you miss old JP. Well, he is still around and still alive and still doing his thing. He just really doesn't like YouTube. So, he pretty much will only do Patreon casts. So, if you still want to catch up with JP, make sure to check us out. Patreon.com slash the podcasting dad. If you're new to the channel and you have no clue who JP is, then you definitely need to join Patreon so you can get to know JP. Also, our Walking Dead retro reviews, you get those at least a day or two early there. And if you just listen to the retro reviews with Jesse, uh, those are going to start being only once a week on YouTube, but Patreon's going to get two a week. So lots of benefits to Patreon as well. Now everybody's joining in. All right, I'll throw this at you before oh, we sign. Oh, God, you're so good. <laughs> so good and tasty. Let's see. Jamie says, I'm from Scotland, but once I met Troy Baker at a Comic-Con here in Glasgow. Oh, that's awesome. I, he's my favorite voice actor. Him and Laura Bailey are, are my two favorites. Been watching the new show, but I can't until after the show is aired, so it's hard for me to join y'all. Like, now I'm catching up with the episode now. Let's see. The retro reviews are amazing. Thank you. They are fun. I enjoy them. Make sure to check those out. Like I said, they're going to go to one a week versus two, and they're going to come out on Saturdays. That is because I want to be able to have time to actually edit them and make the YouTube version of those podcasts a way better product. Uh, StreamYard, not StreamYard, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, all of that, they'll probably be two a week. So 
you, you get a little bit of both. But anyways, time to wrap it up because your boy's got to go to bed. Four o'clock is going to get here early in the morning. For the podcasting dead, I am Justin. Other way. way. Where are you? Yeah, there you are. Oh, me? Okay, I'm the Appalachian American. You can find me over on the men's room every Friday night at 9 p.m. And there's his link. It's in the, it's in the comments. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Matty Dubs. It. You can find my ass in bed in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and now let's give Matty Dubs just a few seconds of Woo! awkward full screen glory. If you're new to the channel, Matt hates being full screen. We should all back out and just leave Matt here. <laughs> <laughs> do it <laughs> alright that's going to wrap it up thank you so much for joining us we'll see you next week bye bye bye